Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Rich Lowry wasn't here last week, and I missed him. He is the editor of the National Review, and I love Rich. Rich, it wasn't the same last Monday without you, buddy. Where, where uh, were I, you? I had, to, I had to run out of town because uh, I, I couldn't bear to uh, face the music of my failed midterm predictions. So, uh, yeah, you were terrible. Yeah. Why so, were all you guys so bad? Like, it wasn't just you. It was, and I guess I, I'm not going to include myself in that because I listen to all you guys, and that's just being oh, yeah, like, thanks like, a lot. Yeah, that's thanks fine. It. It's yeah. all our fault. <laughs> But why was everybody so up? I mean, I actually watched uh, Jesse Waters the night before. He got me so excited. He's talking about 54 seats in the Senate, 55. Karl Rove calmed him down. But what happened? So my assumption was that you get a president at 28% approval among independents and races where Republicans were running behind all year, tightening up. You know, we talked on, uh, about New York. Now, t- t- take credibility for New York. Said you talked me into New York, okay? I might have talked you to the rest of them. <laughs> I, I did. I did talk you into New York, yes. And I just thought it was breaking the Republicans' way. So sure, these candidates are flawed. Sure, the polls are still tight. But just at the end, there's there's going to be this uh, Republican push, and it'll put everyone over the top. Yeah, and 54 wasn't crazy. I was at 53. And then, you know, it turned out the push was the other way, and it was totally missed by most of the polling. And, and then you get uh, this debacle. I mean, we got the House out of it. You know, that's something. But still, this, this was a major disappointment. Can, but can I come back to something, guys, we were talking about 10 or 15 minutes ago, the World Cup? So uh, I, I don't care about the World Cup, but I was at this local coffee shop I go to all the time, and all of a sudden they had a TV on the wall. I was like, why do they have a TV on the wall? And the, the, like two days ago, they just had like random pictures of video of, of Italy. It's run by an Italian-American guy. And then yesterday they had the World Cup, and I know it was Qatar versus Oman. And, <laughs> and these guys are watching it. Yeah. And some guys come comes in like, you got a TV? You, you can have the World Cup, but I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, soccer. Yeah, I don't. It's it's just different than when I was growing up. You know, it's it's. It's a big deal. I did this column about um, the women's team and the bogus claims of, of uh, gender discrimination and pay. And I looked at the— well, Hold uh, on. Before you say bogus claims, yeah. they won that uh, I know. argument. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't get me started. But the, I looked at the <laughs> attendance figures of the Women Professional League versus the men's. And the women's, of course, is, is nothing. Except right. for Portland, they have a pretty good— um, support out there. But then I looked at the men's and like Atlanta, whatever that team, Major League Soccer team called it, they get like 50,000 people I know. a game. It's I know. insane. Yeah, the, the, the misconception is people in this country don't care. And again, I invite all of you to go to your local bar at 2 o'clock this afternoon when America plays Wales and tell me that uh, they don't care. You know what's interesting? We'll get back to the politics in a second, but this is politics. These games are taking place in Qatar mm-hmm. where, by the way, if you're homosexual, you know, for the, all yep. these uh, gay crimes in Colorado Springs and New York, you cannot show it. You'll be removed from the stadium and yep. subject, by the way, to some type of brainwashing. And also, after saying yes two days ago, no beer. You can't drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and no one cares. And the, the whole, all the facilities are put together by slave labor. I mean, it's, people are <laughs> dying in terrible conditions. And no one cares, but Georgia passes a voting law. You know? <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. It really is. I don't know how good they've got it. Talking about Georgia, I know Brian Kemp was campaigning for Herschel Walker this weekend. That runoff is coming up December the 6th. And somebody asked me this weekend, they said, but wait a second, 
They've already retained the Senate, the Democrats. So mm-hmm. what's the big deal? And I'm like, wait a second. You don't want it to be 51-49. And uh, yep. they said, why? So explain to people why, even though if Walker wins, we still don't get the Senate. Why is that still an important race? Well, every every Senate seat counts. These guys are in there for six years. And it affects, you know, presumably it's it's the, the map looks good for the, in the Senate for Republicans in 2024. So you just want to be able to build, you know, if you have uh, 50 to start with, it's, you know, it's e- easier to imagine getting to 55. Right. You know, and that's better than being at, at 54. But I don't know that that one's tough now. I, I think Herschel so flawed. You were on to this from the, the beginning. Um, desperately flawed candidate. I think if the, the Senate depended on it, you'd get this push where Republicans were like, I don't like the guy. I don't like all these scandals. I don't think he's quite up for it. But sure, to, to you know, ha- have a Republican majority, I'll vote for him. I think yeah. none of that sentiment will be there, and I think he's going to have a tough time. And I don't like that guy Warnock, but this will be the fourth election now. Republicans have thrown the kitchen sink at him, and he's somehow still standing. He still wins. And, and I don't mind the scandals with Herschel. I just, wonderful football player, played in New York and New Jersey, but he can't complete a sentence. Let's stop it now. Okay, I mean, he's, he's not all that bright. That's the bottom line. Uh, let's get to the House, though. McCarthy talking a lot of stuff this weekend. I really enjoyed it, actually, vowing when he becomes speaker, if he does, to remove three people from uh, big-time committees, two guys on the intel committees, Adam Schiff, he'd be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd remove Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee and Eric Swalwell, intel yep. as well. That is uh, great stuff, Adam McCarthy, but the question is, is he going to be that guy? Yeah, so he needs to get to 218. So it's, it's not just a, a vote. Mitch McConnell gets in, just a majority of his conference says, yes, he, he's in, that's it. In the House, majority of the conference says, yes, you're our, our leader. Then you've got to go on the floor and get to 218. And they're going to be, have you know, 221, 222 Republicans. We don't know, quite know the number yet. But he, that obviously means he has zero margin for error, and you have three or four guys saying, no, nah, we don't think so, Kevin. He, <laughs> he can't do it. He can't make it. So I still think he'll get in just because there's not an alternative, just because it'll be a terrible start for Republicans to have you know, a week-long drama over who's, who's going to be speaker, especially when I think competence played, played a, a role in the, uh, uh, how, how badly the midterms went. So I still think he's going to make it, but um, he might be one of those guys. I have a sneaking suspicion. You know, he, he was real close. And what was it, 17, didn't quite make it. And he might be one of these guys who's a snake bit and maybe doesn't make it this time. But if I had to bet, I, I bet on him. And those, those, those committee actions are totally justified. You know, I wouldn't have wanted to go down this path in isolation, but Pelosi did it to Republicans. Yep. It was clear this was going to come back. And if there's someone who doesn't deserve to be on any committee that's least bit sensitive or has anything to do with investigations, it's Adam Schiff. No doubt he is just a uh, one of the worst Americans ever. Now, on the left side, Pelosi's out and Huck. Keem Jeffries, I'll never forget this, this vision of him singing Hypnotized by Big E in the halls of Congress, this moron. He, uh, you know, but he's a black guy, and Eric Adams likes him, and the Democrats like him, and he's progressive enough, so looks like he'll replace Nancy Pelosi. Any thoughts on that? Well, you know, I hate to say it. She was really effective. Uh, she's had iron will, iron discipline on her caucus. I mean, we have trillions and trillions of, of dollars of spending that we wouldn't if it weren't for here, her. We have Obamacare, which we wouldn't if it wouldn't for her. So uh, I, I, w- I would love to have someone on the Republican side who is as effective in the House. I don't think we, we have one. And then also, you know, ironically, given her politics, she was kind of a guardrail on the leftward movement of the party. I mean, she hated the squad. Yeah. And she made it clear. And she yeah. 
shut those people down, and that's not going to happen anymore. What do you think of Trump's speech last week announcing he'll run for the third time? I did see something this morning. If Trump and Biden both win their primaries, and those are both huge ifs, both of those guys, on Election Day 2024, Joe Biden will be 81 and Donald Trump will be 78. What do you think of Trump's yeah. speech last week? I, I think it was a mistake for him. I, I'd prefer if he didn't run, if, if he was just the, the kingmaker and, and let other people build on, on what he what he accomplished. And I think it's a little bit of a mistake for him to get in so early. Now, it's you know it's an 800-pound gorilla move. It's like, I, I'm in, no one else get in, or I'm going to destroy you. And he's <laughs> clearly sending those signals out. Uh, to kind of kind of minimize the field, but I think it's in his interest to have a bigger field because I don't think he's at. Um you know, a month ago, I would have said, okay, maybe he's at over 50, and it doesn't matter who's in. Now, I kind of think he's probably yeah. plurality somewhere, you know, 35, 40, whatever it is, and he needs the fields to break the right way, so he needs more candidates rather yeah. than less. He did vanquish 17 going back to 2016, including some big guys, Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, a host of others. Uh, this is a great column. I read it this morning. It's yours, not review. The border crisis is about to get worse. For folks that are not keeping score at home, Title 42 which was put in place many years ago to make sure that folks with COVID were not entering this country. Well, that's about to come to an end. I know a judge kept it out there for another four or five weeks just last week, but sooner than later, Title 42 is going away, which means more migrants crossing the border, more. How will Joe Biden and the White House handle that? I mean, I don't think they have any plan for handling it. I think the the estimates are up to 18,000 a day. I was, I was looking at an NPR report the other day that there's this huge encampment on the other side of the Rio Grande, and everyone knows about Title 42, and everyone knows it's going away. <laughs> they're going to come in. You know, they're, they're not idiots, these, these people. They, they respond to rational incentives. And I just think the end of the day – the Biden folks don't believe we have any reason um, or any legitimacy excluding bogus asylum seekers from coming into the country. They, they just don't believe it. So no. we'll, just, we'll have more bus tickets to more people uh, <laughs> spread, spread around the country, and it's, it's a, it's a uh, disaster. And we shouldn't have to rely on a public health measure to enforce our border. I mean, the pandemic is over, so Title 42 should go away. Of course. It's just that he's, he's ripped away all the Trump controls that had worked. Right. Right. They do love soccer, those people. Just you know. <laughs> <laughs> They love themselves some soccer. Hey, uh, it's great to have you back. I really did miss you last week. You're great on a Monday. Awesome. And, Thanks, Sid. And happy Thanksgiving. Hey, 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 by the way, you mentioned the Cosmos. Anyone who's interested in the sports, there was this great documentary 15 years ago, Once in a Lifetime, about the New York Cosmos. For two years, they were selling out giant stadiums yeah. in, in the yeah. 70s. It yeah. was, it was a, a wild thing. No, it was. I mean, Pele was a big deal, and like I said, Beckenbauer, it was Beckenbauer. That guy's name is. Yeah, yeah, they were a big, big deal. I, I actually uh, watched a lot of their games when I was growing up. Hey, enjoy Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll do it right, again next Monday. All, All the best right. to you. Take guys. care. That's the great Rich Lowry. So good to have him back on a Monday morning. I really did miss him last week. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.